Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's Enphoto Live chat segment. We are so excited to be here tonight and so honored and excited to announce our guest for today, uh, Ben Hartley. But before we jump in, for the sake of you filtering on in, we'll kind of uh, give you a second to get on in. <laughs> so uh, please do let us know in the comments uh, if you're tuning in and where you're tuning in from. And if you'd like to, even what kind of photography you're specializing in, I expect to be probably a lot of wedding photographers here today, but maybe not. We we invite any and all type of photographers. So let us know where you're coming from, who you are, and what kind of photography you're, you're doing. Uh, we are very excited to get started for you today. So much to talk about, so much to talk about today and how it can help you and your photography business. Um, all right. And I'm keeping an eye on the comments too. I want to see, I was able to see if I know anybody in these comments and I'd be curious if anybody, um, if anybody knows me or if, or if I'm new to you, like, let me know if you have no clue who this guy is with the beanie on and the <laughs> Han Solo vest. I'd love to know. <laughs> That's a good point. Let us know in the comments, be interactive. Uh, I've come prepared with some questions as always, but that is not at your expense audience. That's just in case. So always be, feel free to drop in your questions at any time if you have any. Yeah, that's exciting. So, so Eugene, they, they can ask questions and, and, uh, and, and we can kind of field those as well. Absolutely. Yes. Okay, yeah. cool. I love well, that. Know, I, I, love, I love live content, man, for that <laughs> sake. That, like people exactly, get to right? come in, drop some, drop some bombs, disrupt mm -hmm what we're doing <laughs> <laughs> well that's you know that's kind of the point isn't it right and we got our first count hello ben from devon hello how are you hey, doing devin. Devin? thanks for being Again, here feel free to pop in your questions uh as we go through this hopefully we will uh get your imagination going and remind you of some questions that you have um We'll go ahead and get started now uh, with Ben uh, here again, just to kind of restart to formally get this going. Here we are, Info to Live Chat. I am excited to be here with Ben Hartley, all the way from Ohio. Yes, Columbus, how are you doing today, Ben? Ohio, doing great. Uh, yeah, I'm doing fantastic. I got a space heater right off camera, just blasting hot air onto me right now. Uh, it feels like summer in this space. <laughs> you wouldn't guess it with the beanie. <laughs> But I'm doing really well, man. Thanks for having me. That's great to hear. No problem. Uh, now, just to let you guys all know, in case you don't know who Ben is, he's not just some guy up the street. This is a big-time photographer we're talking with here. He is the founder, co-founder of the Six Figure Photography Mastermind uh, group on Facebook that boasts close to 10,000 members as well as one of the heads of the style and story photography brand out of Columbus, Ohio, which was most recently named the top U.S. wedding photography studio in America by Masters of Wedding Photography. So congratulations with that, Ben. This guy really knows his stuff. We are really Thanks, excited man. to be here and pick his brain. To be clear, it was just for quarter one before everything went to shit. But <laughs> <laughs> <There's> still, <laughs> just, to be, just to be clear. <laughs> but hey, I think we're pretty good. <laughs> No, we'll, 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 unfortunately, we'll touch on that a little bit. But I want to start with you, Ben, with something that I heard in one of your other uh, broadcasts. And it was a quote that I feel like a lot of other photographers sympathize with. And that is mm -hmm. when it comes to the sales process. Now, the title of our live is How to Reach Six Figures in Photography, which is a pretty general statement. So there's a lot of content we can use to break that down. And I want to get into the selling of it and uh, kind of how to approach the sale. And, and there was a quote that you gave that, I want to just kind of repeat for our audience, and it says, uh, "Don't convince uh, your your clients. If you try to convince, you're working backwards in the sales process." Now, I know from a lot of experience speaking with photographers that they they want to know how to get a client to buy a specific product, but this seems to suggest that that's the wrong approach. Just can you yeah. elaborate on that for me and for our audience? Like, how is it backwards to try to convince uh, clientele, and what should photographers be doing instead? Yeah. First off. Howdy, Craig. Thanks for being here in the in the in this chat. Appreciate you saying hi. Um, you know, so if I, I'll start with this. You know, I had a, a great opportunity to interview someone on my podcast um, named Jonathan Stark, and, um, mm -hmm. and Jonathan had such a, a a very clear way of saying this. Eugene, he said this: If I say it, if you say it to your clients, you are selling. 
you are convincing, you are pushing, you are, are, are creating no other possibility but that, right? It's like, here's the thing, okay? If I say mm. it, I'm selling. If you say it, Eugene, mm. if your client says it, then I'm closing, okay? Mm. Then I'm closing. And what happens is oftentimes in the sales room, we, we step in and we start trying to educate our couples, educate our couples, mm. right? We start trying to educate our clients, which looks a lot like us convincing, which looks a lot like us pushing, which looks a lot like us selling, right? Um, and and because it's all coming out of my mouth. And if I say it, I'm selling. What you want to mm. actually do is you want to, and I'm going to word it this way, and, and I need you to hang with me on this language. What you want to do is you want to create an opening, you want to create a clearing for the client to step into that space, see the value themselves, and then for them to articulate it back to you, okay? Mm -hmm. So if I say it, I'm selling. If they say it, we're closing. So what we need to do is we need to create this opening, this clearing, and maybe the difference would be this. Like if I say it's a wall, there's like, this is it. It's this, like buy this photography. It's so good. Look how talented. Look how amazing this is. I'll be your best friend. We'll be more than just, you know, photo. Like it'll be, it'll be a great relationship. You'll have heirlooms. If I say it, it's me selling and it's a wall. There's no other possibility but that. But instead, if I could just kind of create a space, a clearing, a possibility for them to like kind of find themselves in, see the value for themselves, and then tell me what it is, we're closing. I'm, and I'm, I'm trying to restate it in a few different ways because yeah. it's a little bit of a, of, a, of a funny way of putting it. When you sell, it's a wall. And so the way that you do that, well, that's another conversation. <laughs> and maybe, you, maybe there's some follow-up there. But does that get yeah. you a little bit closer to what I'm saying? Does that make sense to you? It is, yes. It does for me and audience, of course. Let us know in the comments how you feel. Yeah. This is about you. It's not about, <laughs> it's about you and the audience. Um, but if you could give it, I understand that it, that's a huge topic to unpack. But if we could get, if you could get like a sneak peek of a little taste yeah, of so, so what some things might be to get that seed apart. I'm thinking Moses in my head. So yes. <laughs> but how do you great. get that seed apart? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is great. You know, there's this Voltaire quote that I love. Uh, Voltaire says, judge a man not by his answers, but by his questions. And so often we freak ourselves out in the sales room. We think we have to have all the right things to say. If I can just say it this way, if I can position photography this way, maybe I won't focus on the hourly rate. Maybe I won't focus on the clicks of a shutter. Maybe I'll focus on the relationship. Maybe and if I can just emphasize that, if I can emphasize heirlooms, but it still comes back to me having all the right things to say, having all the answers. And what I already said is that if I have all the right answers, then it's just a lot of me talking. It's a lot of just a wall, okay? It's a lot of selling. And so instead, judge a man by his questions. What if I invited my lead or my client into a clearing, into a possibility where they could arrive to understand the value? And the way that I would do that is not by shoving it down their throat with all the right things to say. Mm. but by having the right question to ask them, okay? That, mm. that might be a thing. So, so, so it's going to be a, so much more about question asking than it is about answer telling. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, Ben, you are a wedding photographer, and I think yes. with wedding photography more than any other type of photography, you're going to run into people who are just kind of completely oblivious or unfamiliar to modern-day professional photography, and especially that next step, which is print products. Um, so if you are a photographer who wants to sell, for example, print products and you have a wedding couple come in who probably hasn't been through that procedure before, how can they be exposed to this idea and have this sea be parted uh, or this, this wall to be kind of taken down for them to feel what it is? that they need to feel to be able to get in the right in the right mood if you understand what i'm what i'm trying to ask ask me again in a different way okay <laughs> i want to make sure that I'm, I'm getting it and so 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 ask me again but maybe it's change it up a little bit yeah no problem um i'm just thinking that for wedding photographers they're getting a lot of people likely who that's their first experience with professional photographers because there's two levels right there's just the professional photography aspect no matter what you're trying to sell them whether it's digital or print products and then there's the print product aspect where uh people who don't know photography very much might know okay well i should ask for digital i want digital that's you know i want instagram and social media 
But the people who want to be selling the print products, that's kind of another hurdle almost hmm. where the clients are like, oh, well, I just want the USB kind of a thing. Yeah. And that's where a lot of these you know, walls, as you say, can come in. And the photographer might feel like they need to go into their, you know, lecture. <laughs> well, this is an heirloom. You're going to love it. Trust me. Yeah. Kind of a thing. So my question, I guess, is then for people who are for clientele, for photographers who are walking into the experience basically completely fresh and oblivious, uh, you know, outside of maybe one or two interactions they might have had with that photographer beforehand. <clears throat> how can a photographer work? to get them in the right mentality. Okay, got it. Yeah, that's, thank you, I appreciate it, man. I wanted to make mm -hmm. sure that I'm actually answering your question. Yeah. So let me ask you a question. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> um, why mm -hmm. on earth mm -hmm. would you invest thousands of dollars? So let me just kind of pull up no on some, some, why would you invest thousands of dollars on, on some shit like this on your wall? Why would, why would you even do that? Why would you put that up on your wall? Well, if you were getting married, like, wait, if, you, if that was going to be a picture of your, are you married? Do you have kids? I am. I do. Yeah. <laughs> so why would you do that? Why would you put your, your family on your wall? I, because I want to show that off. I want to remember it. I want to cherish it. I want to relive it. You know, every day, mm -hmm. if I have, you know, I have kids, I want them to see, those joyful moments with my wife and I and their mother and, and I and yeah. want to be able to pass it down. Um, these are the reasons that come to mind. For me. Yeah. Okay. So, so you, it sounds like you've got, you, you have an awareness to like the affection you have for your family. You'd like want to celebrate mm -hmm. them. You'd want to create like a little monument of some sort, either to them or to your love of them, or even a monument to your love of your wife that your kids could see. You, you'd want to like kind of set that apart. This is mm -hmm. important because really important distinction here. Um, let me know in the comments if you guys relate to this. Um, so often what we try to do is we, again, we, we try to convince. And so we, we will, we'll, we'll share amazing stories about print and the power of print. And I'll talk about like, listen, this isn't just like digital images, you guys, this is like, this is print. This actually has value and meaning, you know, for you to be able to, to see these photographs on your wall day in day out, you know, like to come down the stairs and see pictures of your kids, you know, that's so important for you to have. And, um, and one of the really cool things about working with me is, is I'm going to really connect with you, Eugene, and I'm going to create this type of artwork for you, for your home. This is what we all do, by the way. Okay. No bad, by the way. Didn't that sound, it sounded kind of good, didn't it? Kind of sounded pretty good. Like, yeah. I think it's a decent pitch, but that's just mm -hmm. it. It's still a pitch. It's still mm -hmm. me selling. And what we need to understand, and I discovered this when I got trained as a transformational coach, what we need to understand is this. What 99.9% .9 of the photographers do is I'm trying to, to show you, Eugene, if you were my mm -hmm. client, this role-playing example, I'm trying to show you that it's worth it, mm -hmm. that, that print is worth it, that these, that these heirlooms are worth it, that the artwork is worth it. And I'm doing a pretty okay job. I'm even trying to connect relationally. I'm trying to tie it back to you and your family. And, and so I'm doing mm -hmm. a pretty good job, but I'm still trying to convince you that this thing that I'm going to do for you is worth it that my mm -hmm. photography is worth it. That way, when you see the price, you're like, man, that's $2,000. But you know what, Ben, you're right. Let's do it. You know what I mean? And that's mm -hmm. why that's what we do. You tracking so far? I am. You're Good. creating this a conversation. Most, yes. This is what okay. most photographers do and they're doing it wrong. Okay. And then I'm setting this up because it, it sounds pretty good, but we need to understand this critical thing. And I discovered okay. this again when I got trained as a transformational coach. Imagine Eugene that I was your, uh, you hired me as your life coach. Okay. Let's just go. Let's go with that. Let's pretend you were like, I need a life coach and Hartley's my guy. Okay. And let's say that it was, I'm just going to throw out some, let's say it was $600 a month. Okay? okay. Why on earth would you pay me $600 a month unless you believed that you were worth $600 a month? Again, this is like life coaching. Okay. Mm. You wouldn't, you wouldn't right. dare give me $600 a month unless you believe that you were worth $600 a month. And the same damn thing is true with what we are doing for our couples. Why would anybody spend $4,000 on a canvas if they didn't believe that their family or their friends or themselves were worth $4,000? They wouldn't, they wouldn't touch it. They'd be like, fuck that, no way, man. I'll go make it myself. My family's not worth that type of money to me. And so what you need to do is create an awareness to just how important these people are. Or maybe it's just themselves. Maybe you're a boudoir photographer. 
Maybe it's like, like a self-compassion, but the conversation must start not with me trying to convince you that I'm worth it, but instead me trying to create an opening for you to discover that you are worth it. It's the only way it begins. I mean, mm. unless you're just gonna be cheap and that's fine too. You can, <laughs> then you can sell some prints. I get that. Does that, that make something, sense? That makes sense to me. And again, let us know in the comments audience if that makes sense to you too. And of course, if you have any questions, please let us know and we will go through them. Um, I get fired up, by the way, over here. <laughs> I, I love it. So I love it. Passionate <laughs> fury over here. <laughs> by the way, audience, please forgive me because I'm going to swear at you at some point. Know that it comes from a place of love. <laughs> And please let us know if you still have no idea who this guy in a beanie going off is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I kind of have a follow-up. That that whole idea, though, that can start long before you're sitting down with the client, right? Is this something that you try and promote um, even to onlookers? I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> it's the end of the day here, important for me. Even to onlookers to your, to your channels and to your brand and to your media? Or is this something that you feel like has to come from that time when you finally converse no. or sit down with somebody. Well, that's the other issue is most people wait to give a shit about mm. their client and keyword client mm. only until they receive money. It's like, okay, oh, you're going to pay me money? Okay, now I'll give a shit about you. Oh, yeah. okay. And this is what we typically do. And so our studio is a little bit different. Like we full send this idea when you're a lead. Even if you don't hire us, you're gonna walk away being more aware of the love that you have for the people that are in those pictures, whether or not you hire me. And that means I get to sleep at night. That means I actually get to enjoy what I do. When people say no, I get to like leave that interaction smiling. Does that make yeah. sense? So no, it's happening with leads. It's happening with people who aren't even hiring us um in our in our conversations what are some things that you do for example with your brand uh style and story creative hmm. to to you know to give off this vibe that you are mentioning so that when clients see your your page or they come across your social media they are feeling this sense of self-worth that you feel they should. And so that even if, again, even if they might not stick with you, you know that they're leaving with that feeling of self-worth that you want them, that you want them to have. Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I, I, you know, there's maybe some subtle cues that happen from a positioning level, like with our branding and stuff. Um, I, I think at this point, this is where copywriting really comes into play. Um, mm. uh, but, but with it, there's certain imagery, you know, that I think does connect on a human to human level. I'll, I'll say this, mm. very little of it, it, like we can prime people through our branding, through our positioning and through our imagery, but like the actual exchange of value doesn't really take place until we step into a dialogue together. Okay. Um, but that being said, you know, like from an imagery standpoint, I, I want there to be highly, highly humanity driven photographs throughout our site, you know, like a 70, 30, 75, 25 ratio between like, um, 75% just like humanity, like, like this sense of like, when you look at the images, I want people to get an understanding of maybe just a little bit closer of what it might mean to be human, like broken, fallen, messy, full of emotion, high emotion, low, all the things, the full spectrum of humanity. Right. Um, and then the other 25% is that like wonder and awe. It's that like, it, it, it's like, whoa, I've never seen anything like that. And so you, it's the creativity and the lighting and, and the really dynamic photographs, or maybe it's just wild locations, big epic wide shots, right? But the main thing is, the main thing that we're dishing out is, is, um, is humanity in, in the imagery. Um, and kind of speaking to that too, when it comes to the problems that we solve for our couples, we don't really speak too much on the external problem of, I need a photographer who's gonna take great images. There's like three levels of problems. Um, if you're familiar with Donald Miller and his building a story brand, that first level is that external level of problems. I need photographs, I need someone to document this day so that way I can look back on it and, and, and remember it. That's the external problem. The internal problem then is the second level down of, of problem solving. And that internal problem is like, I don't wanna feel awkward. Like, I really don't want to feel awkward. I'm having this internal wrestling match and I need someone who's going to really make me feel like secure in that. But mm. then there's a third level that we tend to hit on too. Uh, I'll pull up our site here as I, as I share it. It's the mm. philosophical level. And the philosophical level is, is this like next level down of, of like a, a bigger, deeper level of, of problem of like, um, 
being a part of something bigger than themselves, like mm-hmm. um, that's outside of just this internal wrestling match and outside of the, you know, photography itself. Um, and so like for us, we talk so much about the the idea of being present um ram das like like being here now being able to be fully present and enjoying the wedding um like like so that way when they go back um they actually when they look at these photographs that like like the feelings come back the emotion comes back that that state comes back and so um so on our website we say uh, is it okay if I read it? Is that, is that yeah, appropriate? Do you, do you, want, you can share it. Do you want to display your screen? Oh, cool. Yeah. How do yeah. I do that? So let me turn this off because it's going to get wonky because <laughs> I'll make it like this. You should have an ability uh, for yourself. To okay. Oh, yeah. I see it. Right at the bottom. Yeah. 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 Go ahead and get that up there. Okay. Cool. Okay. Share in my screen. And I will activate it once it's uh, visible. Uh, let us know in the audience. Com- Gosh, it's, it's the end of my day. I've been here since 8 a.m. It's 6 p.m. Let us know in the comments in the audience. Uh, if you have any questions about what we're talking about, uh, if you're following along, please let us know. If you're just joining us again, please say hello. Let us know where you're coming from while Ben is pulling up his cool. website. We have so, so much here we to go. Into still. Yep. I've got the site pulled up right now. Yep. And, um, and so one of the things that we say here, just like right here, you should enjoy your own wedding. You've made it this far. Why hold back now? Too mm-hmm. often couples regret feeling overly posed or awkward. That's the internal problem. I say, let's do something different. Let's make magic. Our style mm-hmm. of photography is authentic and it's intentional. Think humanity meets wonder and awe. And this is maybe where we touch on, just like get an idea that like we're going to be doing something different. So go ahead, lean in, enjoy your day, mm-hmm. pour another glass, kiss each other deeply, feel the earth beneath your feet, be here now. And, mm. and this is this notion of maybe like there's a there's a, a philosophical problem that we're kind of getting to that we're arriving at, mm. um, you know, just maybe. On this note too, you know, when now we're talking about websites, um, is it okay if I if I encourage people to to join me for something, Eugene, or should I save that for a little bit later? No, go ahead. Um, I'm doing a, a free workshop entirely on website and and a lot of it's going to focus in on copywriting this is the only reason why i bring it up now mm-hmm. um and so uh it'll be free it's going to be in a couple weeks november 16th is when it starts it's gonna be a five day long workshop for, uh each day i'm going to take a different part of their website and and kind of remaster it to help them actually transform their website into a client converting machine is going to be the aim so that, that way at the end of the five days especially as we're going into booking season it, it, that when people are landing on their site they're actually going to convert into leads and so um if people want to join that challenge again it's free um sixfigurephotography.com forward slash challenge is how you got to sign up for it but they, they got to sign up they came to show up in the mastermind group so uh six sixfigurephotography.com forward slash challenge i'll stop sharing my screen too okay um sure uh, we have uh, links to your channels in the description of the event so you guys can follow those as well otherwise check back in with this video to yeah. uh hear that link that ben is talking about take them up on it as you hear this guy knows his stuff he's really going to help you out um we have just discussed a lot of philosophy surrounding wedding photography personally i thought that was great i like that kind of stuff <laughs> cool um and i think we're, we're kind of getting around this topic uh but i'm going to hit it head on now and that is, this is a really loaded question. I don't mean to put you on the spot. It's very specific. Oh, wow. But but wedding photographers, um, let's just at least narrow it down to American wedding photographers for now. Okay. Uh, what are some ways they can help themselves to kind of generate some, some more leads for their business? Uh, and if we want to take it that step further, especially in this time that we are in where mm-hmm. things are so, so uncertain. But if we want to, we can shelve that for a minute. And, and in, just in general, discuss some ways that uh, you believe wedding photographers can help to generate more more leads for their for their business. Yeah, you know, um, maybe this is something that that we have on our shoulders because we're um, you know artists at heart in some way. Maybe not all of us. Some of us are business owners. I get that. I think for a lot of us, we started off as an artist, someone who's just making things look good. And then someone gave us money. Fast forward six months, and now we are reliant on that funding and we're full-time photographers, you know, or, or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's because we're artists. Um, but I think a lot of times we tend to run our business like an island, okay? Um, where and, and maybe this is also the case that like, 
we're the content creators. Like you need me to, to like get your brand out there. You need me and my images to promote what it is that you do. Uh, you know, when we think about uh, where we fall in the, uh, in the kind of like the, the relationship of all the vendors in the industry, we're kind of like this hub that we have all the images. And I don't know, maybe it's a little bit of that. Maybe we, maybe we got a little bit of a, of a pride on our shoulder, but I think the combination of this tends to result in us being a bit of an island. Not This isn't a global statement, but I would say that if there's anything that we've learned um, from this pandemic is um, that an island doesn't survive that we need each other, that we need the relationships of our vendors, we need the relationships of our community, our local community, not just other photographers and Facebook groups. That's great, that's fun, that's that's fine. Um, but like that we need the relationships of our local community. And and we do have what they need. And, and there's opportunity for us to right now to really be doubling down and building and pouring into supporting other businesses uh, at this stage, because I will say this, instead of running a Facebook ad to some cold traffic to try to one-to-one -one convert this one bride who happens to see your picture on an ad back to your business, like there are other businesses that already are serving your clients. There's other businesses out there. There's other vendors who already have all your damn leads but you're focused on running some cold traffic to Facebook ads to try to churn up something out of nothing when they're just waiting there for you. Um, but because we're an island, we're not seeing that oppor well, opportunity, you know? And so I would say now is the time, well, like six months ago, last year, that was the best time to plant a tree. At this point, and now it's today, is the time to like really start showing up in your local community and pour into the businesses who are already serving your clients. Okay. I think that's a great message. And as you alluded to, something that's often overlooked, the power of your own local network. And as you said, especially now it's highlighted, it's highlighted as we are forced to be kind of separated and, and secluded and isolated. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think that's a, a great uh, suggestion uh, that you have there. And uh, let us know in the comments if you're having any questions or where you're joining from. I see something hot. Thanks for sharing your expertise, Ben and Eugene. I appreciate your generosity. Do you have any advice for newcomers to print sales? Mm. Uh, thank you, Odalise. Odalise? Odalise. Yeah. Uh, he, she read my mind. I was going to ask you about print products now as well. So yeah. how can we address this question, Ben? What is some mm -hmm. advice you have for newcomers to print Love sales? Love it. Absolutely. Well, first off, I want to encourage you, but I was at one point a newcomer. Eugene, you're running a, like a print, like you were at one point a newcomer. And so everyone starts at zero. Everyone started somewhere. And so there's this huge upside right now for you. If you haven't touched print, you guys got to understand this. This is not a bragging point, but this is just like some straight up facts, like just some numbers. Um, last year, we did over $100,000 in profit on print, <laughs> just like just like print alone. And that's just crazy. That's just insane. Can I acknowledge that that's insane? And and so, so I, I say that because I'm excited for you, is what I want you to know, is that I'm just really excited. Now, so the very first thing that I would say is that if you are new to print, you haven't touched it, you've never really offered it to your clients, you know, maybe you're not new to photography, you've been shoot and burn, you've been um, offering them printed product like on the website that they could just direct, you know, purchase, you know, through shoot proof or whatever. Um, and so the first thing I would say is you need to pull out your wallet as broke as you are <laughs> and you need to go buy some print for yourself, for your family. Your very first sample album should not be a sample album of the most dope epic style shoot that you ever did. Your sample album should not be a portfolio book. Your sample album should not be from the venue that you wanna go photograph at. Your sample album should be a sample album that you'll use, but it should be a family album. It should be a, and when I say family album, like, hear me out, maybe you don't have a family. Oh good, then it should be an album that celebrated the most recent uh, or most meaningful vacation that you went on with your boyfriend. Or it should be an album of, of, uh, of your family, but maybe it's not like your kids and your husband or your wife. Maybe it's a, an album of like your parents and your siblings and your grandparents, because the thing that will sell an album will not be the leather will not be how thin or thick the pages is, will not be the fine art deep matte 
print uh, will not be if you can bounce a tennis ball off the canvas. No one cares, okay? But what they will respond to is when you actually are selling this because it's made an impact in your life. When you're selling it based off of the fact that you've got real stories to share the power and the importance of print in your own life. So that has to be the first thing. You must go out and buy your own album and then you'll show that. Yes, I'm talking about showing clients your own family album. That should be your very first purchase. Or if it's not an album, maybe it's canvases or, or a collection of gallery prints. Get that for yourself. Get that in your own home and start to experience the importance of print in your own life first. Otherwise, it's going to be you peddling snake oil. Otherwise, it's going to be you being like, I don't know, some asshole online told me that I can make a fuck ton of money selling print. And so here you go. Sorry, but this is where I get excited again, right? I know, sorry, Eugene. <laughs> Eugene. <laughs> right? Otherwise, it'll just be that. And 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 people can smell that BS from a mile away. You've got to actually have stake in the game. Okay, so that'd be my first thing I would say. <laughs> Listen to me going all hard on things. So so invest in that in yourself. And then preach from it. there, what's up, Eugene? I said, preach it. Preach yeah. it. So, and then from there, it's as easy as this. It's as easy as picking up the phone and texting your most important couples, like the people who you actually have that type of relationship with. I imagine you can't just text everybody, but I know you got five clients that like you're on that level. You know what I mean? Where you, maybe you just text them and you could say this, hey, um, when I photographed your wedding last year, I didn't have any sort of, you know, you got all the files, but back then I, 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 um, that, that's kind of where things ended. I'm introducing um, some really amazing albums um, for all my couples. You know, I, I, I made one for myself and I had to actually get this in other people's hands. And I wanted to see what you thought about this. I mocked up a design for you from your wedding. Would you be interested in this custom artwork for your home? And then you're going to send them over a pre-designed. Yes, you're going to do the work. You're going to design an album for them before they even know it's coming. And you're going to send it to them and say, what do you think about this? Would you like this? It's brand new. And I want to get this in people's hands. And so because of that, I want to give it to you, you know, for 40% off what I'm going to be charging. You know, I just need to get these in people's hands. 20, like you got to do your own numbers. I'm not saying that that's the right number, 40%. It could be 10%. It could be a, it could be a dollar amount for a hundred dollars off. I don't know what it is. You got to run your own numbers there. Um, but it's as easy as that. Okay. It's as easy as that. And people are going to say, no, nope, not interested. Thanks, but no thanks. And they're going to say, no, and then you're going to hear some yeses. Yeah, that'd be cool. Oh, cool. Yeah, let's do that. The Christmas is coming up. I would love to surprise my husband with that. I'd love to surprise my mom and dad with something like that. Okay? So don't get discouraged. You'll hear no's. But the only way to get to a yes is to ask. Absolutely. I would just like to add to do it with Enphoto as well. Be sure to check in with us on our latest <laughs> sample discounts. We always have a great sample promo running to help you stock up your studio with samples um, and I, I see a comment from Odie about dog photography. I think that's alluding to the fact they offer dog photography. So what all Ben says about wedding is actually true, more or less, for dog photography as well, too. I can speak from experience here on the Enfolder side of it that we have many pet photography clients who are ordering albums and folio boxes and print products, and they are doing just as well as Ben suggests, mm -hmm. making mm -hmm. lots and lots of money offering those print products, and their clients love them. Again, check in with us about wall decor. We all uh, have a wall decor sample promo, other sample promos for albums. Also then too, when you get to the level where your clients are ready for it, uh, if they make it in by the end of the year, December 15th, let me say, we have a nice promo right now. Uh, it's it's uh, marketed as mini sessions promo, but you can get something like a nice six by six album for clients, 45% off. Uh, so that's going to be great to save you some money too to put in your pocket. So on top of everything Ben says, do it with that photo and you won't be sorry. And you'll uh, thank you, well, thank you too. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's awesome. I see. I just want to give a shout out to Stan. Uh, he's in my mastermind group. I just want to say, hey man, thanks for being here. Appreciate you, dude. Um, awesome. Because print, yes. So we kind of opened that door, and you mentioned it yourself, Ben. Over a hundred thousand dollars profit. Uh, just from selling the products. And I, we'll take it back to the wedding specifically uh, genre here too. But I've, even today, you've run into some photographers. I don't want to say many, but you run into photographers who don't offer the print products or they're like reluctant to offer the print products. Use $100,000 in profit. Why is it that even today we find photographers who are reluctant or just don't want to offer print products? 
Yeah. First off, all good. I mean, no, no need to kind of bum someone out or, or shame them for it. Not that you were, by the way. I just, I just want people to hear that from me. I think the number one reason why is because they don't actually believe it's the best solution for their client. They really don't. Mm -hmm. They're like, I don't, I don't actually think that's the best solution for them. They should just get the digitals and go do it them themselves. They could get it for pennies on the dollar. Why hire from me? I don't believe it's the best solution. And so that's, you know, it's not a bad place to be if that's where you're at, because you're really an advocate at that point for the client. You're trying to make the best decision available for the client. And I, and so respect, you know what I mean? I just want you to hear me on that. I think it's not a bad place to be with it. Um, but it's mostly because they haven't actually experienced again, print in their own life. Um, and they haven't, and you know, maybe, maybe they haven't invested in something, uh, that important to them, or maybe they hadn't considered, you know, um, rewind by the way. If you're at that place where you're like, my client could get this for pennies on the dollar for themselves, why would they hire for me? It's not in their best interest. If that's where you're at right now, um, I, I need you guys to stop spending your client's money for me. Could you do that? Could you get your hands out of their purse for a second? Because there are times in people's lives that they want to invest money into something. Like for example, uh, it was it was my wife and I. Um, uh, uh, it was our ten year anniversary, and it was uh, so there was that event, and, and her birthday was coming up, and I wanted to get her a necklace. Now I could have got her some any necklace I, I ever like. I could and I could got her a decent necklace. I could get her a, a whatever. I wanted to get her a Tiffany's necklace. I really wanted to. Are there were there cheaper necklaces out there? Yes. Like, 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 and I could have gotten like a gold necklace that was still cheaper, but I wanted to make a statement. I wanted to actually like, like say something with my wallet. Like I actually wanted to invest into this. I wanted the, the value that comes from it. I wanted the, 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 the experience, the brand, the status, all these intrinsic values. So, so don't spend my money right? Let me make my own damn purchase. And so often we're doing this for our couples. When you guys, there are couples who like, they, they would love to invest $2,000 in Canvas in their home because their family means that much to them. And they want them to know it and they want them to see it. And yeah, they could get some piece of shit thing from Walmart or from Costco and they could do it themselves, but they don't want that. They want to know that like, this is set apart. This is an this is a lifetime purchase, this is not just like something that they got to like decorate the walls. This was about, again, the value and the love that they had for that person. It's a monument to them, right? It's a monument. It's a monument of the compassion to the, that they have for the person in those photographs. And so, um, so I get where you're coming from, that you're trying to be in their best interest, but that's fine. Just get your hands out of their wallet is what I'm trying to say, right? Like, for example, if someone just said, oh, Ben, don't spend money on the Tiffany's, you could get this for so much cheaper this other place. I... That's not what I'm up to, man. I don't want to be doing that. I'm here to I'm here to actually say something with where I'm putting my dollars. Okay, mm. so I would say that. I don't even remember what your question was anymore, Eugene. <laughs> that comes, but what you were saying also reminds me of what we opened with, and that is, you know, don't try to make up the client's mind for them. You know, you had mm -hmm. your mind set up on what you wanted, so anybody trying to tell you otherwise probably just frustrated you, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's a good way to say goodbye to a client is if you try to tell them what they want instead of listening to what they actually say they want. Yeah. Um, the other thing I would say too, if you're a photographer out there who wants to sell print, like that's kind of your ultimate goal, so you can get to something like hundred thousand dollars. Not that you can't do that with digital, but. If your goal is to kind of get there and somebody's adamant or just saying, I just want the digital, that's okay. Cause we can, you can do something like you mentioned earlier with, with Odie and, and, and their question. Uh, and that is you can reach out to them later in the future. Maybe in the future, they're in a position where they are, are looking to get some prints and you can, you know, offer up some products using some of the uh, images they had only on the digital files. And uh, just for a second, that reminded me too, for somebody like uh, Odie, who's kind of just getting started with uh, print product through Enphoto as well, we offer many free downloadable product mockups. So you can do things like Ben was mentioning, we're sending a digital design of a project uh, inside, but then use the mockups to show the outside of the product as well, to really give your client a feel of what they're gonna get and even yourself. And again, at this time, when we're not able to meet face-to-face -face very much, you know, it's mm -hmm. still better than nothing to send some digital marketing images. So you can check those out on our website once you sign up uh, in the client area as well. So yeah, don't hang your head if you want to sell print products, but your your client is currently just saying, hey, uh, I'm happy with the digital or, or whatnot.
Dude, um, and I should also acknowledge too, even though that's our average, that's not a, like we we will have people who just say no to us. We'll have amazing clients who say no. We're not going to be getting any album. We're not going to. We're not going to upgrade the album. We're not going to add on canvases. I just want people to know that too, because it's easy to just throw out an average. Like, well, we did a hundred k in a year, but that still means like in that people are still saying no, like complete zero sales. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. so, um, I just want people to hear that from you as well. Like, it's you're looking across the average. Okay, that's good to know. And, and so, if people have one that comes across, or a few, to not get discouraged. And what what might you say if we're on this topic? If for clients, whether they're just starting out, or even if they're seasoned vets in in the business, and I think now the backdrop we have now might lend to this a little bit. If you have clients consistently not doing what the photographer would hope to, so they're kind of losing some maybe some faith or losing some. Uh, you know, some yeah, faith, I guess, is the best word. What might you say to those clients in those times when they're having the down moments and really feeling like, is is this maybe not going to go the way I wanted to? Yeah, they should probably decrease their prices. <laughs> I'm just kidding. This is what we all do. <laughs> Free flash sale. Like 24 hours. <laughs> but no, but I, 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 just, I, I do want to start with this because this is an important distinction. I think a lot of times when we start to hear no a little bit more frequently, when things aren't working out, we think that well, it must be that the price is getting in the way. It must be that I'm too expensive, okay? And so I'm just gonna decrease my prices. I, I, I clearly, I'm overcharging for this. Um, and so maybe, listen, could be the case, but what I would rather encourage people to do is to, instead of looking at decreasing the price, to consider, man, where is, where is the value not being understood? Where are their holes? where the value isn't being actually received or seen, you know? And I, and I would try to reverse engineer that a little bit more to start. And, and when I say value, I'm not talking about like, well, I need to offer a bigger canvas for the same price, or I need to include more pages. That, that's not the type of value that I'm talking about. That's like functional value. Um, I'm talking about the client actually um, um, seeing, again, it just comes right back to this, the client actually seeing themselves as valuable enough um, as worth it. Right. And so at some point they don't seem to be grasping that they don't seem to be actually, uh, um, seeing that accepting it, or maybe even articulating it. And, and so they're not, they're not purchasing. Cause again, no one's going to buy anything from you. No wall art there. No monuments will be erected. No, no, like, like <laughs> the, these kind of things are going to go up on the wall unless they believe that they're worth it. And so uh, it's actually just a signal to go back and to be looking at the way that you're communicating with your client base. Okay. Uh, one thing you mentioned, if we stick to kind of the selling process, uh, the communication we covered uh, kind of earlier, but again, audience, if you have a question about that or anything at any time, and, uh, hmm. let us know in the comments and we'll get to that. But coming back to the sales process, uh, another thing I heard you mention before is, is to not confuse your clients and often when people will say no in, in a sales situation with a photographer it sometimes can be that you're just confused more so than they just you know, they just they're not interested in it what mm -hmm. are some things that photographers can do to make sure they are not confusing their clients yeah um well a lot <laughs> yeah <laughs> <No>, starters <laughs> have these conversations early and often the, the first time that you're talking about pricing and the way that this whole thing works should not be at the reveal when they're seeing their pictures for the first time. It should be before they even hire you. They shouldn't have a clear expectation of exactly how all this works out. And so it's early and often being able to actually talk through what this is. And when you do it, it actually becomes not a point of anxiety or, or awkwardness or sales. It's actually becomes a part of your process and experience. It's actually something that they're excited to come into because they've known about it from the beginning. And so, um, so talking about it early instead of just waiting, um, I think that's critical. I think reducing choice is, is absolutely needed. I mean, when you look at, I'm, I'm sure when you look at the products that you guys offer, you probably offer everything under the damn sun. You probably offer, I don't know how many different types of covers and how many different types of paper and the different sizes and you got G clay, not necessarily you, but you, you know, companies got G clays and canvases and folios and, and acrylics and metals and, and collections and, and we've got everything ever. And so I think we need to dramatically reduce what it is that we're offering and decide these are going to be the two lines of albums that I'm going to offer. And these are going to be maybe the two to three lines of, of wallet that I'm going to offer. And we're going to keep it very simple, you know? And even with that being said, 
if we're talking about simplifying things, you know, even with albums, we don't get into math, right? So my albums are not a 10 by 13 album. That looks like a math equation. F that, right? That sounds like some, some confusing. And by the way, do you order a, a 16 ounce uh, at Starbucks? No, you order a grande, okay? And so we don't have those size albums. We just have small, medium, large albums, okay? Would you like the small? Would you like the medium? Or would you like the large? Most couples get the medium. How simple was that? Okay. Instead of adding math equations into this. Um, so th th I mean, listen, I could go all day, uh, talking about ways that, that photographers confuse people in some ways to simplify it. Let me know if you want me to keep riffing on these. I think, yeah, that's up for the audience. I could listen to them too. Um, <laughs> one thing that though, if you work with Enphoto, we're a Polish lab. So we require our clients to offer their albums in Polish denominations. So Maui, Shrednia, and Duja. No, but yeah, so exactly. Don't confuse your clients. You know, those are some great points. Um, many things that people can consider to do uh, to not overwhelm them. And you bring up a good point, Ben, too, that of course, as a lab, and we offer everything that you listed as a lab. Yes. But that doesn't mean as a photographer, you have to turn around and buy one of everything and put it, <laughs> put it on. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Um, again, not to, not to talk down to any photographers. I've talked to a few photographers who've done such a thing in the past and then realized, okay, that was a mistake. Um, but again, you don't have to buy everything that we offer. We'll still love you just as long as you buy something. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you buy something. Uh, so yeah, print products can be beneficial, but don't overdo it. Uh, is is the main message I'm getting out of that, and um, let us know. <laughs> yes, small, medium, large. Keep it simple, like you say, and keep it to what people are familiar with too. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if you mentioned it uh, now, but sometimes we might get caught up in our own business vernacular. Yeah, try, I, I, try to yeah. push it off onto our clientele. Um, yeah, so and this is in regards to the spreads thing, right? So I understand that yeah. probably when they buy albums, you know, they probably design them, they order them by spread. Is that how you do them at Enphoto? Yes, it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I get it. That makes sense. But then we then go on to sell them that way to our clients. So we sell them by the spread, mm -hmm. right? So a 20 spread album, 40 pages. But we have to, this gets into like, we're using inside language. We're using designer language for our client and we're trying to retrain them to think about how they've ever read a damn book, right? Have you ever told your friend, oh my goodness, I was reading Harry Potter. Did you get to spread 36 when Voldemort did, like, no, you don't talk in terms of spread. Even a magazine, which is traditionally even designed as spreads, like a magazine is listed as pages. Page 24, learn if your boyfriend is cheating on you or not. It's not spread 12, okay? And so let's stop trying to retrain the way that people think about books and albums. Um, so offer them as pages, right? Would you... If, each page is $100 or, or whatever it is that you're gonna do. Each page is $50, not spreads. As soon as you get into spreads, they're gonna be like, okay, so it's 12 spreads. Is this a spread or is, okay, so that's, this is a spread. So then half of that would be, you know, and it, it just muddies the water. Uh, you're confusing the client. You're trying to, you're trying to treat, what is it? Uh, teach an old dog a new trick. It's like, mm. no, they've lived their whole life thinking about pages. And now you step into the thing, trying to talk to them like it spreads. And I get it. You're buying them as that. But let's also, we don't do this with our photography. We don't sell .CR2 files. So you're going to receive, you know, like we 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 change this up. We talk about they're going to receive photographs, okay? We don't get into the technical side of things. And so let's not do it with print either. That's a good point. And that's being an effective communicator just in general across yeah. the board in any walk of life, you know, try and do that as much as you can. Uh, now, Ben, you, obviously mostly you're, you can speak about yourself. How do you have it set up with, with your uh, business? Do you have just kind of two album offers or do you have packages? Like how do you work it? If I'm a client coming to you for your services, what am I going to see in terms of product offer? Yeah. So, um, Oh man. Okay. I've got to, I, I, I price differently than probably any other photographer. And I have a different way to price that I don't think mm -hmm. I've ever seen anybody price way that I price. So I'm trying to not get into an entire rant about that. <laughs> and so I'm just going through and I'm censoring all the things that would be create a whole can of worms. Um, mm -hmm. so when it comes to albums, we'll just stick with albums. How about we do that? Yeah. When it comes to albums, um, we have a, a, a highlight album and I'm just going to say most collections. Okay. Most collections is going to have a, a 20 page eight by eight highlight album. Okay. And that's included. 
Okay. You're going to get that. I call it a highlight album because there's no way you're going to fit the whole story in that. So I just manage the expectations. You're not gonna, you're just going to put a highlight of images in that. Now I work off of, um, the, uh, a, a, there, there's a system that, um, Sean Gordon, he's the CEO of Kiss Albums. He's he's kind of developed, I've, and I've kind of worked off of that a little bit, so I want to cite him. Um, he's got a book called The Stack that he's released, and so it, definitely check that out on album sales. Um, and so I just want to give credit where credit's due. So, um, But we start with a 20-page, and then from there, if they want to add on pages, they could, right? So you could add on a page to that book, but that 20-page highlight book, it's going to be a different album altogether, and the only thing that they can do with it is add on pages, okay? So you can't make it leather, you can't make it 10 by 10, you can't make it 12 by 12, but you can add on pages. If you wanna step in to that new territory of album, our, we call it our story album, all right? It's just a flat rate, it's essentially a bundle, a bundle mm -hmm. of options, meaning that album goes up to a 10 by 10, thick pages, they can, and it's fully customizable. So at that point, everything is fully customizable. They can do leather, they can do linen, they can deboss it, they can choose whatever they want, and they just step right up to that level at a flat rate. Right. And then from there we have a store, a style and story album. Okay. And that one is an 80 page album, thick pages, fully customizable. They can do whatever they want to do with it. It's like the, you know, it's just like beast mode. Okay. Um, that's just like a quick little, uh, nugget of it, but there's, there's more behind the scenes, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Ben, how, uh, this year is an exception, obviously, but in a normal year, how, how, uh, many weddings do you generally shoot? Personally or my team? Um, your team. Okay. Yeah. So, um, well, t I guess it was kind of a silly question because it depends on the size of my team. Like, for example, last year, you know, we had we had five full-time photographers. Okay. So we, we've shifted things up. In any given year, though, in general, I try to stay between 10 and 15 weddings personally, mostly because I'm I'm – I'm doing daily live videos in my mastermind group. So I'm teaching photographers every single day. I'm hosting the podcast weekly. Um, I'm doing workshops at my house, you know, four times a year. And I've got three kids and a wife that to hold all that together. So generally speaking, though, I personally will only do about 10 to 15 weddings. Um, you know, and we're, we're right at like the $10,000 mark for our events mm -hmm. before print sales. We then do usually about 3,500 on average of print sales after that. Um, mm -hmm. But then our other photographers typically would do about 20 weddings uh, a piece is where, where we kind of fall. Okay. And uh, when you are doing a wedding yourself, like how many images do you generally come away with and how does kind of the editing process? Why you got to call me out like that, man? These are like Why the questions do that to I am a photojournalistic photographer, which means I overshoot. No, I overshoot. Let's just, uh, no, I think I shoot the right amount. I, I shoot just enough. I mean, I come away with a lot of pictures, thousands upon thousands. So usually between me and a second shooter, you know, usually be around like six or seven thousand um and then i typically deliver you know about 700 photographs is where I, I like to fall is at that 700 mark okay our audience is pretty quiet today but that was just my faq of audiences in the past frequently asking wedding photographers specifically when we have them as a guest so um thank you because some might not uh feel comfortable to ask so i, I will do that for okay. you <laughs> there's a question down there um uh from odo uh, yeah. She asked how we, if we shoot differently based on our print aspect ratio, she mentions, you know, she said, I, I talked about an eight by eight album, but Canon has a three by two ratio. So with wedding photography, the albums that we're designing are very narrative based, very story based. And so every now and then we will do a full spread, a full individual page across the whole spread. But um, it'll usually, if, if we're going to do that, it would be a horizontal, right? So it would go a one to two ratio across and we'll just crop it accordingly. Um, so I'm never going to be doing like a vertical, you know, uh, three by two kind of thing. I do like three of them in a row and it looks really nice uh, in that one by two ratio, you know, three pictures in a row. But again, being a wedding photographer, everything that I'm designing for these spreads is, is always about the story. And so there's always, I would say on average, I have about three photographs uh, per spread is, is kind of where I, how I design things out. Yeah. Okay. Great question, Odie. Uh, anybody else, if you have any questions at any time, let us know. Uh, I got to talk about uh, the current environment that we're in, uh, Ben. Um, nobody likes to address it anymore, but at the same time, everybody needs a little help, I'm sure. So, 
what are some things that wedding photographers can be doing at this time, even if they might not be able to really, you know, hit the scene and meet clients and get out there and shoot? What are some ways they can still be helping their business? Hmm. Um, well, I mentioned earlier, connecting with other vendors, showing up locally for their community, seeing what they can do, seeing what problems other people have and seeing how they can help solve those problems. I think that's huge. I think, um, I think reaching out to past clients, um, with a pre-designed album and saying, I didn't have this available before I made it for you. Would you like to buy it? <laughs> Something like that. A little bit more finesse. Uh, maybe if you already did have albums, but somebody's told you no at that time, all good. Maybe reach back out. Hey, I was thinking about you guys. I know you didn't get any printed product when you came through. Um, you know, we're, we're doing a, a push for, um, for Christmas and maybe even are honest. And quite honestly, it, it would really help with our cash flow. <laughs> would you like to buy it? Um, you know, so, so maybe it's just offers like that. Um, yeah, those are, I mean, just a couple things that, that come to mind. I, I, I can't overemphasize enough, though, the, the vendors in your area and just, like, showing up for them. Okay. And what are some of the vendors you think complement wedding photography specifically exceptionally well? Yeah. I mean, listen, you've got the hierarchy. And so, like, we know venues are top. Right. Like a couple of typically will book a venue first and then from there they may go to a planner. Sometimes those are inverted. Sometimes it's planner and then venue. But the, the couple always knows where they want to get married. And so venues, planners, bridal shops. But like at, at a certain point, it's if you can be on the hearts and minds of everyone in your area, there's like this this mass effect that occurs when you're everywhere. And so, you know, sure, venues, planners, but then it, it's it's all valid. It's it, it's florists and it's makeup artists and it's hairstylists and it's DJs and it's videographers. And my goodness, what if it was other photographers too? What if you were helping other photographers? Um, you know, it's everyone. All right. And, you know, we're coming up to about an hour and we haven't really even touched on social media. <laughs> so I just going to throw out at least one or two questions before we go about social okay. media. Again, particularly now when everybody's basically stuck at home or you yep. know, very close proximity, social media is I'm sure all the more key for people looking to build their brand and to continue to stay relevant. What are some strategies they can take towards say Facebook, and other social media platforms to make sure that they are getting their message out. Yeah. Um, stop talking about yourself. I mean, don't get me wrong. Talk about yourself, but not. Like, you're not the hero of this thing. Like, you only win when your other vendors win. You only win when the client wins. You're not the hero. They're the hero. And so, um, you know, you've got, you've got your clients out there who are the hero, but you also have the other vendors. I'm going to keep going back to the other vendors thing. And so I use my social channel as a platform for other vendors, right? And then along the way, uh, they'll get to see my artwork. But now instead of me sharing the artwork and being like, OMG, dying to gorge, and I'm just posting up some bullshit picture, like I'll share that photograph. But instead of talking about me, I'll, I'll celebrate the vendor who, whose dress, you know, that she bought or the shop that, that she bought the dress from. And I'll just rant and rave about them. And I'll say, go and follow their page because your Facebook, your Instagram doesn't get reach. You only get reach when you get reach from everybody else's reach. Okay. It just, it's like, you're going to be an investor into other people's companies. And so, um, it's, 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 it's getting the focus off of me and trying to lift up everybody else. Cause I know like, again, it's, I'm not an Island. The only way that I'm going to get reach is, is through everyone else's reach. The only way that I'm going to win is if everybody else wins. And so I'm going to dedicate my time and energy to that. And then here's the other thing too, you're providing value to your clients because now I'm sharing. What if I were to share um, a wedding planners Instagram page and I, and I give them a big shout out. You guys got to go follow such and such events and design. I, you know, it's been a year since we did this wedding together, um, but I'm still blown away uh, by how incredible they were. Go check out their page and give them a follow. Now, A, I just gave value to that vendor, but B, I just gave value to my community who are other couples planning a wedding. And so now they've maybe been introduced to a new person. Maybe that person could help them out in their journey as well. Um, and so I've showed up to provide value to these people, both, both of them, rather than just like, Hey guys, this is me. I just got this new lens in. Like it's, it's, it's more about celebrating others and, and trying to position themselves always as, as the hero. Okay. 
One thing, too, that I want to ask about, the other concern a lot of photographers have is, is the competition, you know, nowadays it's so easy for seemingly anybody to go to a store and buy a decent camera and proclaim themselves as the next big thing. Yes. Um, but you also mentioned how, how it can be beneficial to cooperate with local photographers, too. So it's kind of the double-parted question. Uh, what is it that some photographers can do to make sure they are separate from other photographers and their competition? And then how else can they use, you know, other photographers to help the community and themselves as well? The short answer of how to separate yourself from everybody else is to accept the fact, and I know you're, I'm going to get backlash to this, to accept the fact that your photography won't do it. For 99% of us, I get that there's the top 1% that are so damn good that they've got a line out the door for people who are looking to hire them. But right now, to the common audience, everything is awesome. And they can't tell the difference between good and great, especially in your photography. They can't. It's like, wow, that guy's great. Oh, that guy's great. Well, maybe one was good and one was great. Maybe you're great and everyone else is good. They can't tell. Everything looks incredible. Even like the like like the jankiest cameras now. You buy like my iPhone. Like I'm taking pictures of the thing that I think look like. I'm like, whoa, how did that was crazy. So so you're it, so it's like your 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 photographs, as beautiful as they are, as as amazing works of art as they are, aren't enough. Your knowledge isn't enough. I don't like it's expected that you know your f stops. It's expected that you know the exposure triangle. It's expected that you know off camera flash, not on TTL, but in manual. It's expected that you know the inverse square law. Like, this is all stuff that, like, you better. And then, and then, thirdly, it's like, um, you know, your images and, and your knowledge and your, and your equipment itself, like having the best gear, that is all just an at bat. That just means that you get to step up to the bat and swing the damn thing. It doesn't mean you're going to be successful. It's not going to separate you. Okay. But it will allow you to at least have a business that gets a chance. And so that means that something else will, there's an elusive other thing out there. And that other thing has a lot to do with solving bigger, more complex problems for our clients, apart from just the external one of, I need some good picks, right? I need some good images. I need someone to document the day. We need to be thinking beyond that and solving bigger, more complex problems. And, and that right there is a three-day workshop. Uh, and so, <laughs> but that's like the short answer of it is, um, you know, that, that's, that comes down to that. What was your second question? Um, how did you balance that with working with fellow professional photographers? Mm -hmm. Well, um, you know, it, it comes down to being strategic. You know, I, I do believe that a rising tide lifts all ships. And so there certainly is that to be said, right? Like when the industry overall raises, when like when the average in your city raises, that means that like people are going to expect to be paying more for things. And, and so that's awesome. But also, the, let's just be honest, it's still a business and there's still strategy involved. And so, you know, like who's ranking number one on Google? If it's not you, who is it? Because I'm guaranteeing you right now, they got leads out their ears and they can't book them all, okay? And so what would it look like to reverse engineer the individual behind the business? Not the photographer, not the photography studio, not buying them a coffee mug that looks like a, a lens, but reverse engineer the individual to figure out, man, what would it look like to provide value to them, to like show up in their life, to make a difference in their life, to actually like provide value. And maybe, maybe nothing will happen and that's fine. But maybe something will. <laughs> and and maybe that could that thing that could happen is like, hey, when they can't book a wedding, maybe they send it your way. Well, where do you send your leads? Right? Do you just post them up on a Facebook group and say, like, all right, flock of seagulls, come get it? And everyone just pops into the group, mine, 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 available, me, 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 me. That's all bullshit. You're you're treating one of the most valuable gifts that you have to give. This could make a difference in someone's life. This thing could be worth thousands of dollars into someone's life and you're just throwing it out there to the masses, just being like, all right, fucking go for it. Like, but what if you instead wrap that thing up and hand delivered it to one particular photographer that you're like, this is a gift from me to you. And we actually started to treat it that way. Um, I don't know. Oh, that was great. That was great. That's the way that you can benefit from reaching out to other photographers. Because I, I agree with that too. And, and again, this goes beyond, I think, any specific profession though, is, is not to be completely paranoid or, mm -hmm. or you know, 
blockading yourself from any perceived competition. You got to work together. You got to work together in that rising tide. Well, and again, when you've surrendered to the fact that like, uh, like I, once your images reach a certain level, like once your craft reaches a certain level, it's like, it's, it's, this is good. Again, I think I heard this from Pai Jursa to give credit. Um, Your client can't tell the difference between a good and a great photograph, but they can tell the difference between a good and a great experience. Okay. Mm -hmm. So at a certain point, yeah. Like there's competition everywhere, but that that's not the defining term anymore. 10 years ago, yeah, it was. I get it. 10 years ago, that's all it took. You just had to make a little bit of a better photograph than the next guy and you were good. It's no longer the case. And so when I understand that like you can be awesome at photography and I can be awesome, but that's not the way that we're going to be uh, actually booking anymore. And in terms of, and maybe this gets into like the high level stuff, you know, if you want to book a 10K wedding, it's just a different playing field. Thank you, Ben. Any uh, final questions? This is a last call for questions. We're going to wrap it up. Uh, Thanks for having me, man. This was fun. Yeah. Thanks for letting me rant, get on a soapbox. (laughs) (laughs) It was fun listening. It was fun having you anytime, Ben. You're always welcome back here. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in and for your questions in the audience. Be sure to stay tuned to the Unphoto Lab channel as we'll have plenty of content coming your way all the time. But as for now, it's going to be Eugene Nagovieski with Unphoto here with Ben Hartley signing off. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Eugene.